0: You're listening to the B-side, a podcast of Blessed Hope Community Church. Hey, this is Malia, and I am joined today by Shauna. Hello. Pastor David. Hi. And Pastor Matt. Hello. How are you guys doing today?
1: <laughs> We're good. <Renee. laughs>
0: I don't know why this is always so awkward because we do it every time.
1: I don't know why it's awkward either, but I, I'm, I, 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 David's was a little I, sharp in curt. but it then Sean is over like, there saluting him. And, <laughs> and, so it's awkward it because we are awkward, I yeah. think is the answer yeah. to the question.
0: That's, that's, that's valid. Yeah, yeah. Oh. valid.
2: So this 30-second break in our podcast is brought to you by... <laughs> Our inability to stay on
1: task. <laughs> Sorry, just by the, the makers of ADD. By the makers whatever. of ADD. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> too
0: um So we're going to be in chapter three today, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Um, but before we
2: of Ephesians, not First know, Corinthians. Yes, yeah. Ephesians. Ephesians. You one know, time. You're you're
0: not the only one though, because I was talking with someone after church on Sunday, and she had inadvertently brought her First Corinthians. Scripture journal on accident, and that's why she was like so confused during the service. Like, why am I not finding the text? And (laughs) that is funny, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you're not alone, Matt.
1: I mean, we were in that thing for like seven months almost, so yeah, yeah, Yeah. but
0: it, it was good because I mean, all the times that I go to First Corinthians now, um, for whatever I'm working on at home, I'm like, I feel really confident in what I'm reading and what I know, and not that there's not more to learn, but... feel good. Definitely feel good. Mm -hmm. Um, So before we jump into the text, though, um, we just have to recognize that October is Pastor Appreciation Month, and so have you guys been feeling the love this month?
1: Yeah, absolutely. People are are gracious and generous, and of course... um, that's always the case, yeah. but especially in October, they, they make an effort, and so it's nice. Yeah. Good yeah. Deal. It is nice when you come mm-hmm. in every once in a while, and there's the something on your desk. I mean,
2: it's just, yeah. you know, turn the light on. It's yeah. like, oh, okay.
0: That's nice. <laughs> so... Or something in someone's garbage for you to Or, place. yeah,
2: in somebody's garbage. Actually, anybody that's put anything on my desk, I apologize to you since my my office was so messy. I actually – somebody put one on there yesterday, and I'm like, all right, got to clean this up. Like, <laughs> yeah. People are just walking in. Actually,
1: that was me <laughs> oh. because somebody put it on my oh. desk. I oh, think because okay. they were scared of you yeah. Oh, well, they right. might have <laughs> <So> <laughs> They mind. were scared of your office, so I took it in and, and put it on Good. there. And...
2: No, yeah. it's not that. I've had – somebody said it to me Sunday – I had a conversation like hey come into my office and they're like oh i didn't even know where your office was so i was like i do have an office yeah i just think hmm. nobody knows where it's at and another job and a good job
3: <laughs>
0: if we just oh, say that every time yeah maybe at some point it'll like filter through. exactly
1: <laughs> okay you know they they know where your office is they just think it's a storage room well that was based on <laughs> camouflage what it looks like <laughs> <laughs> It's too well, if
2: people stop using it as a storage room, it might be all right.
0: <laughs> I feel like all of our offices kind of act as storage rooms at, mm-hmm. in some way, shape, or form.
1: Yeah, not Shauna. Mm-hmm. She doesn't allow it. I was it. like, uh, uh-uh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs>
0: oh boy okay so let's um let's jump into chapter three
1: um i i just i'll I'll say what I, i said on sunday so it won't be a surprise but chapter three does serve as the shift um in in the letter uh paul basically has you know as we look at this um after the fact he has two main intentions in this letter and one is to to talk about who we are in christ and the reality of who we are and the resources we have the exceedingly abundantly more that's available to us in christ more than we could think to ask uh and then he shifts uh in chapters four five and six with this now because of that reality here's how we live in it here's how we claim it here's how we work it out in our everyday life uh you know, kind of what we read in, in another letter as working out our salvation with fear and trembling. This is, this is how we put it into practice. Uh, and so chapter three is this transition. Um, and the transition, um, I love that he doesn't just talk about it, but he prays about it. Um, right. He's like, mm-hmm. okay, so I'm going to pray that God will give you this power, but also at the same time, I'm praying to God that you will grab it, um, and that you'll grasp it. And so, um, it's kind of a twofold prayer.
0: Mm-hmm. I really yeah. um, liked your breakdown of of prayer on Sunday, as far as how we pray, why we pray. Those, mm-hmm. I think, that was helpful.
1: Yeah, yeah. People. So um, I, I think so too. I think you know, Paul just says, "Hey, I fall on my knees in prayer to the Father," mm-hmm. without you know going into explanation because well, he knew and they knew what what that entailed, mm-hmm. but sometimes we need reminders because uh, we forget about how supernatural those yeah. things really are and what we're really doing. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that, I'm glad that was, mm-hmm. that was right. helpful.
3: Yeah, yeah. I like that too. That we just, that it's not normal. Like that we, t- we look at it like it's just no big deal mm-hmm. and like, don't really the weight of, of getting to go to God and what the, that cost. Like well, yeah. the
1: the fact that we sometimes, you know, when we treat these things as checklist things, mm-hmm. um, I mean, sometimes, we like what's on our checklist, right? Right, yeah. sometimes, yeah. but more often than not, the mm-hmm. way something gets checklisty is because it's a have to. Right, I don't mm-hmm. really want to do it, but mm-hmm. I know I'm supposed to do it, and so I do it so I can check it off my right. list. Mm-hmm. And and the fact that prayer, um, and 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 I'm not suggesting that it's not. I mean, it, it is for me at times, mm-hmm. right? But the the fact that prayer ever gets to be, um a have-to, a burden, yeah. just really indicates that we have forgotten or lost sight mm-hmm. of the the reality of what's actually happening mm-hmm. when we pray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing is,
0: yeah. God is so gracious that even in oh. those moments when we are checklisting because you know whatever the reason is he is so gracious that he does something with that sometimes you oh know?
1: absolutely and like, well i think that's right? the holy spirit right yeah. like like uh paul says in in romans right that, that the holy spirit actually intercedes for us with mm-hmm. these groanings and these things that are incomprehensible in our spirit and any mm-hmm. and he makes them acceptable and brings them to god right like so even when we don't really understand i think the holy spirit is always mm-hmm. working on our behalf in that way yeah Um, And those prayers matter to God, right? They're not just for our benefit, but we read in Revelation, right, that that it's like a bowl of incense to him that is the prayers of his people. Um, If you think about it, like, if you ever exchange, like, letters with with someone or cards and you just hold on to them, right? I mean, do you have, like, a stack of cards that, that, you know— you've received over time that are just special to you that your kids have given you or whatever like god has a bowl of prayers with him Mm. in heaven um so i mean Mm. they they definitely matter Mm -hmm. to him when we do it it's a big deal
0: Mm -hmm. yeah uh david Mm -hmm. question for you um how does our understanding of god impact how we approach him in prayer we were talking earlier in our staff meeting about, well, you were talking about how sometimes we don't see him rightly Mm
1: -hmm.
0: or our our view of him is just so skewed by our culture and how we grew up and all of the, all of the mass in our lives. Um, so I'm, I'm just curious.
2: Yeah. It's something that I brought it up during staff meeting because it's something I've been wrestling with a lot, um, that we all have our, assumptions on God or assumptions of who God is. And and unfortunately, a lot of times our assumptions then become our conclusions. And I feel like we have to be open to the possibility that we see God in the wrong way in certain ways and in different ways. And it, it changes everything. So, you know, a question that I think a lot of Christians need to ask themselves is how do they envision God even when they pray to him? So an example would say, um, okay, when I pray, what's the mental view of God that I have? Do I see God as the 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 old man in the rocking chair in the sky? Right? Um, yeah, that can't be edited out. Uh, but anyways, do we do we? <laughs> My bad. <laughs> uh, that was lightning fast, though. But
1: uh, yeah. <laughs> cat like reflexes. Yeah, because I am nothing if not quick like a cat. <laughs> David, you're making a valid sorry, point. David. Sorry, David. It's I'm hard, that, isn't it, to stay focused? I'm sorry that Lil Fink tried to call right now, and I had forgotten <laughs> to silence my phone.
2: So anyways, okay. uh, if you see God as, again, that, that, this grandpa-type figure up in the sky, you're going to approach him with, with kind of this, you know, grandpa spoils me. You're, you know, grandpa gives me what I want. Um you know, doesn't, you know, whatever. And then again, if you see God as vindictive or distant or it's going to impact your prayer life, it's going to impact how you come to him and how you approach him and all of those things. And and that's why as we were sitting here talking, I was just kind of looking through chapter three again. Um, The first part of chapter three is there's a lot. I mean, Matt presented this amazing aspect of what Paul was saying, but also when I read it, when he starts talking about, the manifold wisdom of God. And then he talks like this is, you know, in verses 10, and he's talking about this mystery. And he's talking about um, according to his eternal purposes and stuff. Uh, one of the things when I'm reading scripture lately is I've been trying to find the things in there that remind me of how big God is and how small I am. Mm-hmm. And that's what I see when I read that, you know, this manifold wisdom of God. So basically it's like this when I come to God in prayer Am I coming with the attitude that my understanding and wisdom even comes close to God's? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If I do, then I'm going to have this attitude like, you need to hear what I have to say. Mm -hmm. Like, you need to see my point. Mm -hmm. And that's, I might come with that attitude at first, but it needs to be followed up with, but your wisdom is so far beyond mine that, like, Mm -hmm. I got to understand that. You know, so, and then you think about the eternal purposes. Okay. Okay. That tells me God looks at everything in an eternal perspective. I look at the moment right in front of me, right? So again, it's like, how big is God? How like So mm-hmm. where's my understanding when I approach him, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, because that's the other thing. I think a lot of people pray, but if I don't see God as a God that answers, then all my prayers are going to be is me talking the entire time. How many people actually just sit and listen? Right. We don't Mm -hmm. I'm guilty of that, right? It's just like, okay, God, I'm gonna come and say what I gotta say Mm -hmm. and then we're just gonna move on. Okay, how many times do we come to God with questions? Or God, I need this, or show me what to do. Do you stop and listen? Do you even believe God's gonna respond? Is there a change? Mm -hmm. you know? So again, it's all of that stuff, you know, like it it impacts how we interact with Him. You know, how often do we just we pray, we say what we have to say, and then we Mm -hmm. move on? Yeah, and our
0: Oh, in our Genesis group recently, um, the Bible teacher was saying how like how big God is and his infinite wisdom, and she used this example where, I mean, obviously God doesn't have limits, but she held her arms up kind of like in a big circle like she's making a sun and said, like, if just say that this is all of God's wisdom, and then if you were even to dare you know, put something on their mark in that circle, even though it's not limited like that, um, what your actual wisdom is in comparison to God? Like, would you even dare to put like a tiny little pinprick or, you know? Um, and that when we're going through something, when we're going through a hard season or we're not understanding why this is happening or that's happening, um, just that in God's infinite wisdom, is there a chance that he could maybe see some things that we don't see? for why things are, are happening the way they are. And that mm-hmm. really puts a lot into perspective mm-hmm. for myself because he does see it. He's not bound by time. He sees yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, and, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, the reality is we are so certain that we're right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just part of we the We don't human, want to admit it, but it's, it's just part totally of the human true. condition. We yep. are so certain that we're right. And because we're right, God sees it our way. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, as opposed to, so, I mean, I I get what, what David's saying about like, how, how big is our view of God and and his manifold wisdom and his eternal perspective. And and ours is so tiny, but even in that we're like, but I'm right. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, God, but I'm right. And so obviously he sees it the way I see it. And, and it's just, It's not true. I mean, Mm -hmm. we're not even right when we argue with each other, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, and then this is God. And so it's just it's yeah, it's it's silly. But you're talking about the manifold wisdom and the eternal nature of God and all of that. And I just like like the fact that he's doing things on earth, what that says in verse 10 is that he's doing things on earth to show this manifold wisdom. Like the angels don't even get what's going on right how are we supposed to track the bigness of god yeah. and and all of this wisdom of god and and we think we can figure it out when part of what he's doing in us is showing his wisdom to the angels they don't even understand and they're mm. they're there with him yeah. and and so it's like you know man we put a lot of value so, on ourselves
2: so i'll give you something that is challenging <laughs> yeah. me and 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 again i never say this out loud but it's really challenged how i approach god with stuff um i've working to change my mindset that God, God is not required to ever give me an answer for anything, mm-hmm. ever. Like I could go through the. But the, wait the a most, minute, David. Yeah. Don't you deserve it? <laughs> that I do deserve it. Mm-hmm. But that's the thought, right? I have this, I, I this idea that I deserve it. I deserve mm-hmm. to know all the answers. I deserve to know why and this and that. And that's that's again me trying to change my perspective of God because it's it's like, <coughs> am I good enough like not good like person but am, am i good enough with him saying just trust me i'll never give you an answer you'll never get mm-hmm. an answer that's what i love about job so much i, I mean the book is oh, so hard but job all these questions mm-hmm. all i demand an answer and god never even answers him
3: yeah
2: god just shows up and says listen where's your universe that you made mm,
3: right. where's yeah.
2: who are you to tell me anything you yeah. show me your your universe and then we'll have a conversation like, you show me the work you've done, and then we'll have a conversation. I mean, that's how mm-hmm. big God is. Mm-hmm. So that's the challenge to me when you think about this manifold wisdom of God and these eternal purposes is when I come to – he wants my questions. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say it's wrong to ask questions. But I can't ask it with this, and you have to give me an answer. Right? Yeah. That's the thing. Can I can I ask the question and at least say, I'm asking it, and if you're gracious enough that you want me to have the answer, fine. But if you're gracious enough you don't want me to have the answer, Fine. Fine, right. See, that's the that's the mm-hmm. that's the thing. Mm-hmm. But we don't approach God that way. So, at least I know I
1: don't. Many times, no. I, so, I, I think mm-hmm. you're I think you're you're absolutely right. We don't approach God that way. And I think the other part of this, because prayer is this relationship building with God, right? And so sometimes He doesn't have to, and sometimes when He doesn't give us an answer it's because he's given us everything we need to know in his word, because that's the other part of this relationship. It's not just the the time we spend in prayer, but it's also in this living and active word that he's given us that is, is his to us. And um, not that he won't speak to us in prayer. He absolutely will. If we're quiet enough to listen, but he also speaks to us in, in this and, and sometimes the answer is there. We just haven't bothered to look Um, Because we're just trying to do it the easy way, and that I'm gonna I'm gonna put be
0: quiet on my next prayer checklist. (laughs) Be quiet. Yeah, I mean, I don't do that. I am super guilty of that. Like, I am just full of lots of words, but not a lot of silence. So, (laughs) which was reaffirmed this weekend at the fun run. I was talking with the teacher, who was like, "I didn't realize Tyler was your son," and just her (laughs) mind was blown, and she's like. He's so quiet, and you're and I knew she I was waiting, she's like, not
2: yeah. <laughs> verbose is the word she's looking for so, well, uh... and so, yeah, I'm the same way one it's because you're always rushing, right? It's a mindset thing, it's always, but I have to ask the question: mm-hmm. am I not silent because there's a part of me that believes that God won't speak? I'm not saying he mm-hmm. will every single time. I agree, the Bible, all that, but am I silent because I've actually entered into prayer even doubting he's yeah. listening in the first place. Have you, I mean, I've, I've asked oh, that question sure, yeah. like, mm-hmm. do I not stop yeah. and listen? Because there's a part of me that's like, do I really it, truly believe mm-hmm. he's stopping and listening to me right now and that he's attentive to me? Mm-hmm. I think
0: we feel like yeah. it's so one sided sometimes yeah. or something. Yeah.
2: So, so, anyways, mm-hmm. again, I'm not, yeah. I'm not trying to say it's, it's like we're how horrible we are. It's just these are those. Thought processes that I have—I've started to stop and be like, "Is it possible there's a part of me that's thinking this, mm-hmm. and it's impacting the way I'm even approaching this in the first
1: place?" You know, I mean, yeah. Anyways, that's just yeah, for sure. It's why emotional health is so important, right? Because that's really what you're saying is like we've got these emotional things, this baggage that we carry that gets in the way sometimes in ways we don't even have the ability to articulate, but it still impacts. Right. And so it's good and healthy to explore Mm -hmm. all of that.
3: Um, I really like how um, it starts with Paul, a prisoner of Jesus, because I think sometimes we forget that um, if just how to live on mission sometimes, that if Paul was in prison and he went through all of this for his faith, that we have that same power, too, and that a lot of times we read these stories in the Bible like they're just stories that they're not necessarily that we don't have that same ability to do that. And mm-hmm. so what he sacrificed for Jesus, like, we should be doing that also.
0: Mm-hmm. Why, um, and this doesn't have to be just you, Shauna. Okay, thank you. Um, this is open to anybody. Uh, why would Paul consider himself a prisoner of Christ uh, when in reality he was a prisoner of Nero?
1: I mean, I think the reality is, is he, he wasn't even a prisoner of Nero. Uh, he was really a prisoner of the Jews. The Jews are the ones that, that caused this for him. Um, he's the one that appealed to Rome. So now he's under house arrest with Nero. But but that wasn't Nero's doing. It was Paul's doing. And it was in response to the Jews. But I think in all of that, he... Because of basically what Shauna was just saying, right? Like, like he doesn't consider that these things are happening to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but that they are happening because, because. of his commitment and relationship mm-hmm. with god and yeah, so first
3: and foremost yeah prisoner of jesus yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah and that mm-hmm. way it's because he yeah. could easily have gotten out of the issue with the jews mm-hmm. just by saying yeah you know yeah, what okay. you're right let's yeah. all be jewish right um mm-hmm. he could have easily gotten out of it with rome just by saying you know what i i yeah no there there is no god mm-hmm. but nero right? right the emperor is is in charge but it was mm-hmm. because of mm-hmm. christ um yeah so people were doing it to him Mm -hmm. but it was his bond servitude to jesus to do what he says to follow where he leads to submit to his will that put him in those positions Mm
0: -hmm. it reminds me this morning in my reading plan i was in second timothy and um let's see here in chapter 4 verse 18 it says the lord will rescue me from every evil attack and will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom and um the commentary that I was reading just said that sometimes rescue looks like death,
1: yeah, yeah well, how many yeah, times, right. how many times mm-hmm. do we do we not understand that right mm-hmm. e- even when we we want to blame God for things that happen, right? We're like, oh, it's so tragic, and, and where is God like do we not get and of course we don't. why would we? We mm-hmm. don't experience it this way because we're temporary people, mm-hmm. and this is all we know, but it's like. How tragic is it for me to go die today in a car accident on the way home? For me, it ain't tragic. Right? Right? Mm-hmm. Like
3: mm-hmm.
1: the tragedy would be if I died and was in heaven and he was like, oh, hey, by the way, I'm going to send you back. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> <Right>. time out. <laughs> yeah. I like heaven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So we look at it as tragic because mm-hmm. no matter how much we know that there is a permanent, we look at this as, oh, no something has ended when really Mm -hmm. nothing has ended. Um, God Mm -hmm. says this in Isaiah, and I think we forget it all the time, but I, I just, it's, I was just reading it the other day and reflecting on it again. Um, Isaiah 57, the righteous perish and no one takes it to heart. The devout are taken away and no one understands that the righteous are taken away to be spared from evil. Mm-hmm. Those who walk uprightly enter into peace. They find rest as they lie in death. Mm-hmm. Like there's that's this, good. Yeah, there's this good. idea that you know what? It's not tragedy sometimes when people die young. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not tragedy when Christians yeah. are are taken. Now, when non Christians die young, when they die, period. That's the other thing. We're like, it's so sad mm-hmm. when non Christians die young. Well, it's equally sad when they die at 99, yeah, right? True, yes, right. maybe they missed out on on 40 years of earthly living, but their eternity is the same, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. it's a tragic tragedy regardless. Yeah. And I think even as Christians, we mm-hmm. just don't really understand and grasp that mm-hmm. mode, mm-hmm. that this life is really not meant to be permanent. Right. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah. So, how are some ways that you would encourage the body here to um, be growing in the way that we pray?
1: In the way that we pray, mm-hmm. uh, well, I think as David has has indicated, right? I think one, I think we need to combine more often than not our prayer in Scripture. Mm-hmm. I think we need to let the, I think we need to let God speak to us in a way that he has clearly spoken Mm -hmm. to us.
0: Praying his words back.
1: And so when I'm Mm -hmm. praying through this and and, and I'm reading through Ephesians Mm -hmm. and I'm praying, you know, I mean, it's like, okay, God, like I'm reading, I'm reading what Paul's praying for the church, for the Christians in the church, that, that the Holy Spirit would come in power so that Christ would dwell deeply and be rooted and grounded in them. And, and and in that, I would know the, the way that God loves me, the height, depth, width, and length of, (coughs) excuse me, of his love. And, and that then I would have this fullness. You know what? Why am I not praying that? Um, I think one of the reasons we don't sometimes stop and listen in prayer so much too is because our prayers are awfully focused on the physical mm-hmm. and, and the material. Mm-hmm. And I'm not mad at that. But that if that's the majority of our prayer time, then we are missing out on this whole <laughs> being strengthened in our inner man. And that is... More than anything else, that is what God is concerned with, um, is with the inner man. So I would Mm -hmm. say let's pray scripture, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and praying scripture is not as complicated as it sounds, right? Mm -hmm. It's just, what do I read? Okay, God, those are your words. Right, so I'm going to pray them like like I'm going to pray for the reality of them. I'm going to pray for them to come to fruition. I'm gonna I'm going to pray them for me. I'm going to pray them for my family. I'm going to pray them for um, for other folks. And and then I think, as David said, sometimes it's best just to be quiet. Um, And if quiet feels awkward, I think sometimes journaling can help. Mm -hmm. And and I don't mean that like dear diary kinds of stuff, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but because I think. I hear God when better when I'm writing, right? Because Mm -hmm. it turns out what I'm writing isn't necessarily what I'm, you know, it's not my coherent thought, but I'm praying. And then I'm, uh, I'm, I'm writing thoughts as they come and things as they happen. And, and, you know, God often will communicate in that way. And, um, but, but my, my encouragement about prayer more than anything else would be to stop being so temporary, Mm -hmm. temporary things matter, but goes back to our perspective of heaven, right? About Mm -hmm. death and and is it tragic, is it not? And what does that look like? If if I can pray about things that are eternal or I can pray about things that are temporary, um, it's okay to pray for the things that are temporary, Mm -hmm. but I need to focus most of my attention and most of my prayers on the things that are eternal. Mm -hmm. And I think we just need to shift ourselves that way um, so that we're Mm -hmm. not always worried about, you know, the physical Mm -hmm. needs or the material needs those matter well and the
3: irony is is when we pray about the eternal things and we pray for and we really build our life on the foundation of christ all of the other stuff falls into place right but we start with praying for the immediate earthly physical things and then try to do it in our own power instead of giving it to god and truly being like okay use me and draw strength from i'll draw strength from you and yeah yeah
1: and I mean, I think it, it just is so critically important for us to, to start looking, mm. think about it in terms of, of the resources that God has given us at our disposal, like mm. our, our, our financial or fiscal resources, mm-hmm. right? Like, like we know that as much as it's appealing to go blow every cent now,
3: mm-hmm.
1: we are smart enough to know mostly that we need to save some, mm-hmm. And we need to invest some for the future and for retirement and those things. And that's just dealing with these 90 years or whatever it is that we get, not even thinking about what about all of this eternal perspective? And Mm -hmm. if we look at our prayers kind of in the same way, that's our resources, right? I'm I'm praying, but temporary is fine. Right. But man, I can be praying about Mm -hmm. eternal things that are going to last forever. That's where I want the Mm -hmm. bulk of my time to go. Right. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: David, what are your other thoughts? I know, like, I just always am wondering when one of you is preaching and the other one isn't, like, what, ex- what thoughts you have. Not that you don't think that the other person doesn't do a fine job, but oh, I know there's he'd other things. You'd be surprised.
2: You'd <laughs> be
1: surprised. Every no. once in a while, every once in a while, when a sermon's over, David will say, Hey, you did a good job today. And that's very like, gracious huh? of him. But then sometimes I think, He didn't say that last week. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: I mean, okay.
2: Uh, (laughs) uh, My, yeah, Amy and I have actually talked about that just a little bit. It's amazing sometimes when Matt's up preaching. It's like I agree with everything, but I'll sit there and go, that's a little Mm -hmm. different direction than I was, Mm -hmm. like I would have gone. Take us
3: your direction. Well, that's
2: what's funny is I'm sitting here like, oh, what was I thinking? You have to get me like right after on Sunday because I'll I'll be sitting there. Yeah. My, my biggest thing with like this last Sunday is, uh, and Matt was hitting on it and all that, but that prayer, um, the thing that I just keep hitting on again is my view of God and my responsibility, God's responsibility. And I love how Paul just keeps pointing this out. It's yet there's this, that tension of my responsibility, God's responsibility, because I love how he's saying that God strengthened us with power through his spirit and with that power, I will then be able to grasp how wide and love. Again, it's most of my Christian life has always been me trying to figure out how to make it work. Mm-hmm. And it's like balls hitting yeah. it over and over and over again in Ephesians. Mm-hmm. You can't. You can't. Yeah. It's not your power. It's not your power with God's power. It's that the power of the Holy Spirit will let you understand mm-hmm. God's love. So, and, and that's hard for me even as a pastor because you know you want to get up and proclaim the love of god right it doesn't matter how many times that i'm up there matt's up there we talk about the love of god we again can't yeah, make anybody can't. understand mm-hmm. it and that's the frustration yeah. for me because oh, for sure. they can't even make themselves understand it it's only when the spirit of god empowers them mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. understand it and, and and so that's where you know like i said at the end of the service uh it's you know, Matt encouraged us to be praying for that. It's if a person's sitting there and even listen now and you're like, Do I understand the love of God? I'm going to answer. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. Because right. you're gonna, when you know it, you're going to mm-hmm. know it. And don't sit there mm-hmm. and say, Well, I'm going to go figure out the love of God. No, start asking. Start yeah. praying. Get this out of your head that you're the one that's going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. You're not going to figure it out. God is going to <laughs> reveal. That to you. So, my job is to humble myself that I can't do it and seek the one who can pray and ask. So, that, that was mm-hmm. hard. That's hard for me. A lot of my Christianity has been, How do I make this work? How do I make this work? And God's like, You can't mm-hmm. trust me that I'll make it work.
1: Well, but the, so. the reality is, that's not just hard for you. That's where religion comes from, right? Religiosity comes from this idea that, okay, I have to somehow do some things to invoke this blessing. Right, um, and so we come up with a list and, and and any religion does that like it they do it different ways, but it's all in an attempt to kind of gain this thing from God by what we do um and so as much as we might recognize it in other faiths or in uh maybe other denominations where we would say oh that's that's religiosity, it doesn't work. We do the same thing, right? We just, we put our own spin on it, but that's exactly what, yeah. I mean, you're not alone, man, that you struggle with that. You can't be, Mm -hmm. uh, you might be one of the only folks that'll say it. Um, (laughs) right. But, but I mean, I mean, I think we're all with you in, in that regard. It's, it's a struggle for all of us to Mm -hmm. let go of that. It's the tension. Salvation is by grace through faith. What exactly is the faith part? You know, we have to do something, mm-hmm. but we can't do it. And so it's we have to live in this tension of, of what we can grasp and how we grasp it and that it's all dependent on God giving it, but we still have to play a part in it. And the fact that we have to play a part in it really starts to muddy the waters mm-hmm. because then we think, okay, it's on me. Uh, and Especially so, for
0: those uh-huh. legalists out there. <laughs> th-
1: well, and I think... <laughs> <laughs> to a point, we're all legalists. Well, I, yeah. To a degree. I'm
0: putting it myself.
1: Good.
2: We're glad that you understand <laughs> that about
1: yourself. Uh, that was for the audience. I yeah. couldn't see it. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, and it, it, again, it's, it's, it's sprinkled throughout all of it. Even when Paul says, and, and Matt alluded to this, you know, to know this love that surpasses knowledge. To know the love of God is not a knowledge-based thing. Like, it, it's... Uh-huh. I heard it explained this way, it, meaning you can't just read more books and you're going to get like you can't find the book that says understanding yeah. God's love and you're going to read it and be like, oh, it all makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Yeah. You now, you know, get it. Um, the best way I ever heard it explained, it, it's kind of like this. You can look at somebody and say, uh, honey is sweet. And you can say, OK, I get that. But you don't know what honey is really like until you taste honey until you experience honey and matt alluded some to that on, on sunday and that's that's the thing that's so hard about us because we think to understand god's love is like i just got to get that next sermon to hear or i just need to read the bible more yes we do those things mm-hmm. but again you can't it's not a knowledge-based thing It's it's yes. There's to know it because you've experienced it.
0: That's part of the sanctification. Yeah,
2: and you can't experience until God allows Mm -hmm. you to experience it. You know, and and so that's that's what's hard about it is we make it out like, you know, I want to write the book that's going to make people understand what God's love is, or I'm going to say the right Mm. thing, and you can't.
0: Yeah.
1: God pours out love. That's good. So.
0: So where are we going this Sunday? Matt, you're preaching.
1: I am. I start four and then uh David will finish four um on uh Halloween Sunday. Um we're we're talking He's gonna
0: preach with his Michael Myers mask on.
1: Oh is that an option?
2: <laughs>
1: it's not, <laughs> you know. just, it's not. You it's gonna be stand a hard in hard corner. Pass. You can stand no, in the it's... corner with it on until it's time just to stand go there on. creepily in the corner. Yeah, creep yeah. up the aisle. We're gonna we're gonna go ahead and pass <laughs> on that one. But um I think I think this week is unity. Right. Like, I mean,
0: get a lot of emails that week.
1: (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Uh, I think when we talk about talk about now living in this this reality, this is like Paul has been saying, hey, I want you to understand these things by virtue of the Holy Spirit these are the riches that are yours. God loves you so much and you need to experience this. Christ, yes, is in you, but he needs to dwell deeply in you. He wants to to hang out with you and then you'll understand the love and, and all of these things. And so um, now he's going to go into this next thing. And it starts with chapter four of saying, so because of that reality, This then is what it looks like as you play it out in your real life. And in real life, for Paul, is in the context of the church. This is what it looks like in the church. Um, And so it starts with this. You will be unified. Um, You'll be unified in your position as Christians because we're all in the same boat. You'll be unified in your mission, and you'll be unified um, in your desire to grow in maturity. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. that's the catch, right? We all are unified, yet we know um that we're all Christians. Yes, we know we're all um part of the family and part of the body. Um but do we all want to grow to yeah. fullness in maturity? And what does that look like? Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, so that's well it it looks like the things he's been saying, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Grabbing these mm-hmm. these mysteries and, and grabbing hold of them and um these riches of in the heavenly places in this Uh, manifold wisdom and all of these things that seem so beyond us because they are beyond us. But he says, hey, you should be able to walk in these things. Um, And these are the ways you walk when you're in, you know, when you're doing that. So
0: Mm -hmm. good. Well, I hope that um, everyone is enjoying this series. I know I am definitely enjoying it. I've never done a deep dive into Ephesians before, so I'm learning a lot. Um, and we hope that you guys are all uh, tracking with us every week with the text that we're um, teaching on and yeah it's been a good been a good time. Where are we about we're not halfway yet are we?
1: Uh, well, we're halfway through the letter itself, Okay, but we will linger longer in chapter six. Will we linger? We will linger. Chapter six, we've been taking basically two weeks per chapter, but sure. chapter six will take four weeks. Okay. So, uh, we're a little less than halfway okay. through the the time of the series.
0: All right. Good deal. Well, thanks for listening.